Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hello, hello, fabulous humans, and welcome back to the Self-Styled Life podcast with me, your host, Janelle Wiesack. I hope things are going so, so well in your world today and that you are having an awesome one wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Now, I've got to tell you that I am so, so excited to bring you this week's episode. Why? Well, because this episode is in response to a request from a listener. And before I get to the topic itself... As in all areas of my career, I'd much rather speak to what you want to learn rather than me just guessing what you need and sharing on some random thing and wasting your time and mine. The people who work with me in corporate will have heard me say this potentially a thousand times and it's no different here. So if there's a topic or an issue you desperately wish I'd cover, please just reach out, send me a message on Insta, shoot me an email, use the contact page on my website or send me a carrier pigeon my way. Whatever works for you. I promise that if I have valuable tools, tactics or strategies to share on the topic, I'll create a podcast episode to suit. And if you feel like there's something you'd like one-on-one support with, always remember you can book in for a streamlined strategy session. You'll get half an hour with me. Well, I should say you'll get at least half an hour with me because these sessions usually run over. And you'll walk away with clarity on the area you need support with tips for creating a supportive mindset and the one action you can take or the one experiment that you can try to get you from where you are now to where you want to be, all for the grand total of zero dollars. Yep, it's free. And don't forget that Clarity Mindset and Action form my signature coaching framework for creating a self-styled life. And probably more importantly, they also underpin our self-belief. Never forget that when your self-belief is high, you're more likely to be living a life that feels fulfilled and fabulous. And tell me, who doesn't want that? So here's the to-do list, team. Either shoot me a note letting me know what you'd like to hear in future podcast episodes, or head to the show notes or janellewiesack.com to book your streamlined strategy session. I can't wait to hear from you soon. Anyhow, on to today's episode, which, as I mentioned, is a direct response to a listener who reached out. And her question was, how do you present and or speak to an audience authentically? For additional context, she went on to say, this has come up as an item holding people back in a group mentoring session I had this week. We see so many senior leaders and even execs, and not just women, uncomfortable in this space and reverting to speaker notes, which loses their impact. Now, before I answer this, 
And it's an awesome question, isn't it? But before I answer it, I need to share that this feels like such a full circle moment for me. I mean, the fact that someone is asking me for tips on speaking in public or presenting makes me shake my head. You see, for such a long time, I dreaded speaking up in meetings, let alone presenting to an audience. The fact that I have a podcast makes former me think some sort of Christmas miracle has occurred. But it wasn't a miracle. It was a strategic decision to improve my speaking skills. I invested money in speaker training and coaching to improve my skills in the space. Heck, if I'm being really honest, I even bought a turquoise necklace, and yes, it makes me smile now, to help support my throat chakra. Now, I'm not overly woo, but I can happily go there if I think it will support me in reaching my goals. I have to tell you, I didn't do any of this because I thought it would accelerate my career. I invested in coaching, training, and apparently turquoise, because the roles I'd landed in my career required me to speak authentically and I didn't like how I felt prior, during or after I'd either spoken or presented to an audience. I hadn't tapped into my voice and at the time I didn't know how. And I know I was not alone when it comes to speaking authentically. In fact, back in the day I was squashed into the hate speaking, in inverted commas, box with just about everyone I know except for one of my closest friends and two of my favourite coaches, who are all very comfortable taking the mic or presenting to a crowd. And today, I'm actually proud to say that I've shifted from where I was to where they were, uh, and of course still are. So, in today's coaching episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast, I want to share tips on both elements of my listener's question. How do you speak and or present authentically? Okay, so the biggest tip I have is to practice both speaking up and presenting. Yes, I know this might seem like bad news, but you're going to have to do some work. You can't wave a magic wand on this one and hope that something will just shift in you and you'll get better at it via osmosis. And you really need to get used to the sound of your own voice. And yes, your outside voice sounds different to your inside voice, but it can be in a good way. But anyway, you've got to get used to these voices by challenging yourself to say something in every meeting you're in. Building the speaking up muscle works just the same as building any muscle. You need the repetition. And yes, it does work exactly the same as doing reps at the gym. You need to do reps when it comes to speaking up. And it's the same when it comes to presenting. If there's one thing I've learned, public speaking is like any other skill. If you want to get better at it, you actually need to do it. When it comes to any sort of speaking gig, the default position for so many women is just no, just flat, hard no. We say that we're too scared or that we won't be good enough, and that's exactly where we stay. Scared and stuck thinking we're not good enough and not sharing our magic, our thoughts, our goodness with the world. Train yourself to say yes to as many opportunities as possible. Also, Don't be afraid to start with small experiments. Surprise, surprise, I'm straight into experiments. Introducing a speaker or sitting on a panel can be good ways to ease yourself into large presentations or public speaking gigs. On this point, you might also want to undertake a course or a training program, get a speaking coach or join a group like Toastmasters. These options all give you the opportunity to practice in a safe environment and get tips and feedbacks on how to improve your speaking skills. Tip number two is not to be afraid of saying something wrong or making a mistake. No one knows or experiences your content or the topic like you do. 
No one else has your perspective. So you can trust that you can't get it wrong. You just have to share what you know or what you feel. And no one knows what you are planning to say, which means that no one but you knows if it doesn't come out the way you thought it might, which simply reinforces the fact that you can't get it wrong. And if something doesn't come out quite right in a meeting, you can always say something like, I'm not sure I articulated myself very well there, let me have another go. Or, that didn't come out quite like I meant it to, and then try again. Also, if you're going to use notes, just bullet out the key points you want to land. Notes can be distracting and can attract attention to nerves, which, as we'll discuss later, is something we want to avoid. Tip number three is to let go of the need to choose your words carefully. Let yourself speak like you would at a family lunch. If you're trying to sound like someone else or like you think you should sound uh, professional or something like that, you'll immediately throw authenticity out the window. And don't be afraid to say what you mean. I remember learning this lesson very, very early in my career. I was part of a retail banking team that included a sales coach. This woman was responsible for helping the retail branch teams match the right banking products to our consumers' needs. Until I worked with her, I had always chosen my words carefully, wanting to sound professional and never wanting to offend. But this gorgeous human coached the staff like she was teaching her kids how to drive. To help the staff overcome their fears around sales, she had to head into emotional territory. She had to give them feedback, and she always did it in such a very matter-of-fact way. I remember the first time I heard her do it, and I was literally shocked, like really shocked. I remember to this day thinking, oh wow, did you really just say that out loud? But the funny thing was, the staff adored her for it. Every sales human in the region wanted to be coached by her. And our sales were consistently the strongest by far. The longer I worked with her, the more I gave up trying to choose my words and say the right things, and the more authentic my voice became. And it makes sense, right? We humans are sophisticated beings and we know when somebody is showing up falsely or not in a true way. Our intuition tells us that something's off, even if the person is doing it in a way that's all goodness and they're trying to appear professional. They might be professional, but they won't sound authentic. The funny thing is, the more authentic you can be, the more you will find your messages resonate. Tip number four applies when you're doing a presentation in front of a group, no matter the size of the group. Do not give in to the temptation to point out any anxiety you might be feeling or any nerves that are showing up for you. So many times I've seen speakers bring attention to their nerves. Up until then, it was highly likely that the audience hadn't even noticed. But once they know you're feeling shaky, they'll have no choice but to focus on it. And that's not going to help you feel more comfortable when all eyes are watching for signs of your nerves. So if you're feeling nervous, if you notice that twitch in your voice, if you notice your hands are shaking, that's okay. You can notice them. Your body's just having a reaction. Don't point it out. Finally, tip number five is to remember that speaking up or presenting is automatically exposing you to the psychological risk of judgment. And that's why you might be having some of those physical reactions. Your body is reacting to that risk that, you know, the adrenaline that's pumping through your body, your body is reacting to that risk of judgment. And your human brain, with its protective behaviours, will tell you that judgment is a very bad thing and that you should be doing everything in your power to avoid it. But here's the funny thing about judgment. 
Humans are naturally judgy. We judge and compare everything all of the time. It's how we can make choices. It's how we can make decisions. And it's so worth remembering that we judge a whole bunch of things as positive. Think about it in your own life. You probably spend as much time judging things as positive as you do negative. How many times have you thought things like, ah, that was a great point, or I wish I could speak like her? Don't automatically assume that everyone is judging you harshly. It's just as likely that they're wishing they could be more like you and sharing their voice. Now, that's assuming they're paying a huge amount of attention in the first place. My starting point is to generally assume that everyone is doing what they normally do and directing the majority of their attention to whatever is going on in their own life and their own mind. Of course, I am the human who has a father who once told her not to flatter herself because no one was thinking of her anyway. This was in response to me being in a flat one day about saying something dumb in public. Harsh words from dad? Maybe. Tough love? Definitely. But the idea that everyone is the star in their own movie has been a great way for me to take my speaking less seriously and hold the idea of judgment way more lightly. And shout out to my dad if he's listening. Love you, you grumpy old teacher you. Okie dokie, there we have it. My answer to the question of how do you speak and or present authentically. I really hope this episode supports you in finding your voice and using it in a way that feels true for you. And remember to let me know if you have a question you'd like me to answer or a topic you'd like me to cover. Now, before I sign off, let me recap those five tips again for you one more time. Number one was to do the work. Yes, we're going to need to practice both speaking and presenting if you want to improve your skills in the space. Start small, easy in if you have to, and don't be afraid to get support if you think it'll help. Number two is to let go of the fear of making a mistake or getting it wrong. You don't worry about getting things wrong when you speak in everyday life, so you don't need to when you're in meetings or presenting. And if you do worry about saying those things wrong in everyday life, that's your self-doubt showing up, and I encourage you to look at my coaching packages if you'd like more support with that. Number three is to give up choosing your words carefully. Again, speak like you'd speak to family and friends, and you can't go wrong. Number four was to keep any nervousness or anxiety to yourself. It's the one thing you don't want to share or call attention to. And finally, number five was all about judgments. You'll be judged whether you speak or if you don't so you might as well share your magic fabulous one. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast. But until then, please, please stay fabulous. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd be super grateful if you hit the subscribe button or even took a moment to leave a review. And if you want more support, head to janellewiesack.com and grab the free toolkit, especially designed to help you build your self-styled life. I'll be back soon with another episode, which I couldn't deliver without the production skills of Darcy Bruce or the creative support of Jenna from Jenna Lee Biz. But until then, stay fabulous. Mm-hmm.